Hey friends, you're listening to Collaboration Code Radio, where we bring together the coding and tech community in San Diego. I am Chelsea Kaufman, the CEO of Learn Academy and your host. And I am super excited to have Harrison Shane with me today. Hello. Um, mostly because he is our most recent uh, Learn team member. Uh, Sh- uh, Shane, no, Harrison <laughs> is joining us as our newest lead instructor. That's right. And so we wanted yeah. to bring you on to introduce you to all of these people that are out there listening to us. Hi, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And and for you to like tell your story and where you came from and let them get to know you a little bit more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to you know tell my story to the world. <laughs> <laughs> our little collaboration code world out there. Um, so awesome. Uh, things are going well. We, we are really excited to have you on the team. You've been with us for two uh, weeks? Two, three weeks. Three yeah, weeks? I don't know. There, yeah. Uh, days. flown by. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, and so you're kind of getting your feet wet. I am. Uh, and learning a little bit about us and learn and the, you know, how we stumble through things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I've had such an awesome experience so far. You know, everyone's been so in- welcoming and the environment has been so collaborative and the students have been amazing and the space is amazing and just, you know, the energy is great as well. So I just, I love being a part of the team. Cool. Well, yeah. we'll have you back in six months and see if that's still yeah. what, you, what you say. <laughs> <Okay>. about it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> maybe I won't be in the room and you can tell people what sure. it's really like. <laughs> sure, maybe that's right. Yeah, I'm still, still the honeymoon phase right now. Right, yeah, right, right, right. You're like, everything's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So, um, I know that it's been a really crazy three weeks. We just got back from uh, the holidays and things like that. We had learned had our like crazy anniversary party. And so um, you, you've kind of just jumped into the deep end there. Yes. Yes. We're halfway through a class. Thankfully, I'm told I can stand in the deep end. Thankfully. Oh, I never really thought about that. <laughs> well, then I won't feel so bad about throwing you in on that side. Um, so let's start from the beginning and just tell us like what, where's home for you? Home. Uh, well, uh, I'm from the universe, uh, on earth, uh, <laughs> in America, in California, in San Diego, uh, currently living in North Pacific beach. I have to say North because, you know, I don't want anyone to get confused, sure. you know, over by, uh, by the Kate Sessions Park area. Um, but you know, I, I call everywhere home, you know, I've lived all over the world, um, you know, I was born in Los Angeles, uh, you know, quickly moved from L.A. to East Western Europe. I've lived all over Spain, France, Italy, Italy, Ireland, Germany, um, the U.K., uh, and you came back to Los Angeles for high school. I went to Orange County in modern day, and then I went to New Jersey for college, and then spent some time in New York, and then came back to L.A., and then... Uh, San Diego in 2011, and I haven't left, haven't wanted to leave ever since. Oh, that's yeah, good. We yeah. won you over. Yes, absolutely. San Diego is an amazing place. I lived in North County for the first uh, seven years, and now I'm here in Central County. Yeah, yeah. You ventured ventured south. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. As as a native San Diegan, I welcome you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> I never left. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Well, I I think that's great. Um, cool. So tell me a little bit about uh, maybe technology in your early years and like how that influenced. Oh yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, I 
was introduced to computers really early on. Like I was on a Commodore 64 in a program called Future Kids. I remember my mom and dad had me doing the after school program in Future Kids. Um, and we were working off of the B drive, right? Floppy disk era. <laughs> Um, and, you know, playing Oregon Trail and, you know, creating games and doing typing exercises and things like that. And I just fell in love with computers. Um, I remember my parents bought a, like an Apple LC2 for me when I was like seven or eight, you know, had the green, the black screen with the green text yeah. and everything. And I was just so just, I, I immersed myself really quickly. Um, and then I uh, got an AOL when the internet kind of started going, you sure. had the 56K baud dial up, you know, <laughs> I used to love that noise. Um, and, uh, you know, when I was on AOL, I just started, you know, kind of exploring how it worked. And then uh, I started um, building programs. Uh, I got into Visual Basics and C++, and I was about 12, 13 years old, just starting to code. Um, and I loved it, you know, that was my passion. You know, playing basketball my whole life as well. I've been playing basketball since I was like five. Sure. Um, but when I wasn't on the court, you know, I was always in front of a computer. Um, and so, you know, I started programming there and because I was one of the only people in basketball that knew computers and knew code, yeah. um, parents of players and coaches and even like referees would hire me <laughs> to build websites, sure. right? So I was doing HTML, CSS, about 13 years old, started my first business when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to high school, I built the website for the high school. And then I started kind of like an early Facebook kind of thing called 2K1 online. And uh, it was basically like a social network for all the different students. We interviewed students and we kind of had like a blog and like, it was it was <laughs> the whole thing. And so I just, I, I loved computers, I loved coding. Um, and then uh, by the time I was so 16, I started another business, um, basically doing kind of media and technology. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, kind of the birth of my, my career, really. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that was my early years in coding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then what, so you, when you went to college, you went to Princeton. Mm -hmm. That's right. What, what was then the decision? Because you, your degree's in English. Is it that is, right? It well, is, yeah. What was that? Could have been anything, actually. Sure. I took so many classes in so many different <laughs> subjects. You know, I was, you know, I first went to school, well, so playing basketball was one of the top recruits. Um, I was the you know, top player in the country uh, when I was a junior. I ended up breaking my knee, um, and so I ended up being the top 50 going coming out of school. It's recruited by you know, USC, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, um, Princeton, Penn, Harvard, uh, Stanford, a you know, bunch of different schools. Um, but I had a girlfriend in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that was definitely part of, the part of the decision yeah. um, <laughs> to go to Princeton. It wasn't the worst decision. Um, I knew because I was tall too and I was really lanky that, you know, the possibilities of getting hurt playing basketball were high. And so I wanted to make sure I had something to fall back on, sure. right? And have falling back on a Princeton education isn't the worst thing. Right. Um, so, you know, that was definitely a part of my decision to go there. Um, as well as the coach, the basketball coach was uh, John Thompson, who was you know the son of the John Thompson from Georgetown, yeah. uh, and you know he won me over, um, and I loved the campus. When so I went out for an official visit, the, the the students that took me around just showed me an amazing time, and I just fell in love with with the campus itself, with the program, yeah. um, and just you know all the different opportunity, all the different uh, faculty that were there. They had some of the, just the most well-respected, well-known 
faculty in the world. So being able to learn from them, that was kind of, you know, the, the final decision. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, going there, I started in poli-sci. Uh-huh. took a lot of poli-sci classes. Um, I took a lot of language classes. Um, you know, I did Spanish, uh, did French. Um, and then I uh, switched over to science. I got into um, uh, microbiology. Um, and then I moved over to astron- astronomy. Um, and then moved over to sociology and then took some religion classes. And then uh, I started a magazine on campus. Um, and so part of the reason why I became an English major was because I can use my magazine as my senior thesis as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of just, you know, just able to do all the things I was passionate about and use it to be able to, you know, get, right, right. get out. Almost work the system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, you, you, know? you find your way around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and did you, at that time, were you doing, like, how did technology kind of play into any of that? Well, so um, I needed to make money on the side, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, being a, a college basketball player, you're not necessarily allowed to make money. So I had to do some sure. things under the table. Um, you know, my father got sick uh, while I was in college, so I kind of had to support the family a little bit as well. Yeah. So I fell back on, you know, doing websites and, you know, still getting clients and things like that. Um, so kind of running a business from school while I was running the magazine, while I was helping the TV station get yeah. going, while playing varsity basketball, while trying to do all of the the classwork and everything on, on top of everything. So, um, you know, technology always was a, a tool for me, and it was also a passion for me because I love to be challenged. Um, I love, you know, problem solving. I love being able to uh, have these kind of little wins, right, that lead to new challenges, that yeah. lead to even bigger wins. So um, yeah, I, you know, and getting I did computer science classes while in school as well. You know, they were teaching uh, C um, and C plus plus back then as well, um, which wasn't necessarily you know web development technologies, more software engineering. Right. So it wasn't necessarily uh, what I wanted to do, but I knew that I was going to be learning about how systems worked, um, and I was able to take everything I, I learned there and everything I knew from the past as well, and kind of combine it to be able to build websites for the magazine to be able to build websites for clients, yeah. be able to you know earn money and be able to put myself through school, so. That's yeah. great, that's great. So would you consider yourself then like a, a self-taught developer? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's, it, it's interesting that there's these like camps of where developers lie. You have your CS degrees, your, your self-taught developers, and now the like boot camp right. generations yeah. of like, you know, and I think that they all bring such different things to the table that is really cool. And that, because if you think about like where software development was, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, it, we're in 2020, so it yeah. could even have been 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, really, right. Um, that like self-taught developers were the majority. Absolutely. Right, and yeah. that, so the idea that you need a CS degree in order to do this is a new thought. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, having a CS degree is great, um, especially on paper, right? For you know, sure. Because it gives employers uh, the ability to trust that you know what you're doing, right? You right. come from a good school or any school, really. Yeah. And you've gone through the curriculum, you've graduated, you've passed the test. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, passing the test could also be you built something and it works. Sure. Right. And right. you know, nowadays. You can learn everything from YouTube, Udemy, you right. know, and just kind of sitting at home and making the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it the best practices. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're making it run the fastest or the cleanest. 
Like right. you're hacking stuff together and it works. Right. But to the everyday Joe, when they see it working, they don't necessarily know how you did it. They don't know about best practices. They don't know about the technology that was used. Right. They just know that it works. Right. And that's, you know, a big win for especially people who are self-taught. Yeah, and I think there's a, uh, what I think is interesting is the different types of learners kind of fall into those different camps and that like the self-taught, you you have to have this sense of, one, a lot of drive because mm. you are the only one that's driving that ship. Right. So to like to now break into technology as a self-taught developer, like you have to do like check all these boxes. Yeah. But what that means for you as a person, like what that shows, whether, you know, whether you've learned like the you know right way or, or best practice of whatever it is that like just the process of learning that is a valuable skill to the employers. It really is, yeah. And I think that the same is true for both, for both a CS degree, that that's a certain type of learner, a certain kind of environment, you get certain things out of that, and then the same with like boot camp grads, that like there's a certain type of person that thrives in that environment. And so that's what's so exciting about to me about getting into technology is there's all these different paths that will work for very different types of people. Exactly. And that you, it just allows for more people of different backgrounds to come into the industry. That's so true. And you know, the fact that there are so many different types of learning styles out there and that there are so many different opportunities for each of these different people is yeah. so amazing, right? Because the more people that are in the technology game, the more technology advances. Right, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a firm believer that you know developers by nature are lazy, even though we also <laughs> have to have a lot of initiative and drive too. Because when I say we're lazy, we want to be able to do things faster. We want to find sure. easier ways to do things, and so yeah. that's why all, a lot of these languages come out every two weeks and get updated every two weeks. And yeah. you know, it's because someone's like, "Hey, there's got to be a better way to do this." Yeah. Right, and a lot of those people are. You know, your self-taught developers, right? People who necessarily didn't go through schools to do it, right? They right. are looking at how maybe they learned in school and then they took the, the initiative or went above and beyond to figure out, okay, how do I make this different now? How do I make yeah. this work for me and what I'm doing in my career? Right. So I think that's, you know, really pushing the, the, the industry forward, you know, tenfold. Yeah. Well, I think in general, I think we do ourselves a disservice by assuming that everyone is going to succeed in a specific learning environment and that we set it up so that this is the only way you can get in is if you go through this one path Right. and that that is set up for s certain types of learners. And, and that what I love about tech is that that's not the only case anymore. Mm -hmm. That you know, going through a CS degree or doing that, or even before the CS degrees were even a thing, like being a self-taught developer was the only way to get in. That's right. And so I think that we're uh, we're opening it up to much more exciting times to allow more people coming in because we've created these different entry points. Absolutely, and you know, one thing I really love about about Learn as well is that it's not only just about the technology; it's about the career. It's about the, th the how to think. It's about how to work in collaborative environments. It's how to work on your own. It's yeah. how to, you know, what you want to do. You're going to get out what you put in. And there's all these different kinds of ways to get out what you want, right? And the fact that Learn is creating this, in this you know, fostering this really positive community. It's, it's introducing students to the community on top of just being inside the classroom, 
right? I know that we're doing like a startup crawl today, going to yeah. different businesses <laughs> here as well. Yeah. And you know that really shows kind of what you're working for, why you're doing this, right? You're kind of showing students the bigger picture. And it's not something, one thing, you know, while I was in doing the CS stuff, you know, back in school, they don't really do that, right? It's more like, here's what you have to do. Right. Here's the output you're expecting, go, right? And then we're like, okay, well, why? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, a lot of theory and a lot of, like, understanding history and, and things like that, which is important uh, and, and has a place. But I think that I had a student recently ask me if LEARN uh, stood for something, if it was an acronym, because yeah. it's all capitalized. Yeah. And I wish that I had... I don't know, I was tired that day and couldn't come up with anything because it's not an acronym. It's mostly the idea that we want to teach people how to learn, you know, that in, in that sense that because you're going into an industry that you're going to have to keep learning, that mm -hmm. it's less important what technology I'm teaching you and more important for me to continue to teach you how to learn these new things. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's how you're going to be successful. It's it's true because, I mean, you know, once you learn one language or you, once you learn how systems work, you know, te technological systems work, you can pick any language you want. You can pick any path to get there, right? You know, front end, back end technologies, full stack, right. you know, and then being able to say, okay, you know, do you want to learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript? Do you want to learn, you know, MySQL, NoSQL? Do you want to learn, you know, uh, Ruby? Do you want to learn Rails? Do you want to learn all these different technologies? Great. Here's how it works. And then now once you've graduated, you understand kind of how these things work and you know that when to go to a, a, an employer, you can learn better, faster, yeah. right? You know how these things kind of combine together. You know what you want to get out of it. It's kind of like learning any language, right? Mm -hmm. Once I know, you know, hi, my name is Harrison, right, in English, and then I want to say the same thing in Spanish, I just need to learn the syntax, sure. right? Same thing in any language, right? You know what you want to say, you just need to learn what yeah. the syntax of it is. And so I feel like that's kind of like what the boot camp is for as well, is teaching students how to, how to learn what they want to say and then figuring out, okay, here's all the different other ways you can say the same thing. So. Yeah, cool. Well, let's go back uh, a little bit about to your history. Sure. Uh, so <laughs> you go through Princeton, you're working, you're, uh, you got your degree in English. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens after college? Uh, after college, played a little more basketball. Um, you know, my father ended up passing away uh, my, during my senior year of school. So once I got back home um, and playing basketball again, it was a little bit different because my dad was always my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Um, so I kind of fell out of love with the sport. You know, basketball kind of got, was the tool that I needed to get into school, carried me through my whole, you know, early adult life. And then, uh, you know, I kind of followed in his footsteps after basketball and got into entertainment. And so I was okay. an associate producer in Hollywood for a little while. Um, and then uh, the recession hit. And yeah. so a lot of businesses, you know, end up closing and things like that. And so I ended up doing door-to-door uh, -door cold calling sales for AT&T. All right, where well, they just drop you off in the middle of nowhere. Right. And you have to go door-to-door -door selling phone lines. Yeah. Right, which was, looking back on it, probably one of the best experiences I ever had. You know, teaches sure. you sales, teaches you how to take no's, teaching you how to turn, overturn objections, yeah. teaches you how to deal with people. Right, and that really helped me in, in business and life, I think, really as well. Yep. Um, so I did that for a while, then uh, I went from AT&T to my, Microsoft and Cisco. They had a similar product that they were just doing, so I did sales for them for a while. Um, and then uh, 
all the while, you know, I always had my my web design uh, company going in the background. So, sure. you know, I would find clients as I'm going out door to door, like, oh, you know, you already <laughs> you're good with phone lines. You guys have a website, like, you know, right. let me let me hook you up. Um, so, always had that as you know going on as my my side business, my side project. Um, but then, uh, you know, around twenty, um, I guess it was twenty ten. Yeah, 2009-2010, you know, I was living with some people, I had some roommates uh, that we were paying rent to and they were paying rent to the landlord and they ended up not paying rent for three months and so we all got evicted. Oh gosh. So we were homeless for three months. Wow, okay. Yeah, and that was really tough because, you know, you have to have a place to put your computer, you have to have internet, right? And so that was a little bit difficult, um, but, you know, thankfully we were able to figure it out um, ended up moving, getting recruited to come to San Diego to work as originally a product manager at BuzzTime down here. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was quickly moved from product manager to web developer um, in the marketing department at BuzzTime. So I yeah. worked there for two years. And then I was poached from there to go work at Digitaria, uh, which is now Miram. Right, um, right. And that really just, you know, shot my career up you know I was always running my own little agency um, but you know working for a JWT company you know you really learn like what a real agency looks like and how it operates and you know all the different technologies and really smart developers that were in the room and QA teams and marketing teams and design teams all working together just taught me a lot in a short amount of time um, and then I was recruited again. I was poached from there to work at another agency, a political agency. So there oh. was a, a um, it was a company in Cardiff, uh, beautiful city. Like Cardiff is, oh my gorgeous. gosh, right across yeah. the street from the beach, like San Alejo State Beach right yeah. there. You know, always took my lunch right there. It was amazing. Um, I worked there for two years. Originally started as a, as a full stack developer, um, then became senior developer, and then became the technical director of the company. Um, and then the company split. Uh, you know, they had a, a marketing side and then they had the development side. The development side was just me and one, two other people. Um, and I wasn't growing anymore. Yeah. So at that point, I started my own business. I started Issue Fixers. Cool. And, uh, and Issue Fixers has been in business for about five, six years now. Um, and so, you know, I ran that company for about uh, four years, three, four years, um, and got to a point where, you know, we were happy, we were getting a lot of clients, everything was working. Um, but I, again, plateaued. I feel like I needed more. I wanted to take the business to another level. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, created a resume for the first time in four years. I uh, put it on LinkedIn to get some feedback. And then I got you know, a recruiter hit me up and said, hey, I've got the perfect position for you. And so I got hired as director of engineering at Smash Tech, um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the one of the best companies in San Diego to work for the past three years. Um, and so I worked there for a while and learned kind of about culture um, and just did a lot of things uh, to help grow the, the development team there, right. um, build out a lot of products there as well. And then, uh, you know, I, I realized that they didn't need a director of engineering, right? It was, it was uh, a small team and, you know, I was spending more time coaching the team than having to build anything new. We were just building marketing websites more or less and e-commerce websites. So it wasn't yeah. very tech heavy. Sure. Um, so then I got into teaching. Right, I, I love teaching. You know, I, I you know was uh, re- originally recruited to work for Educanspire, which is basically a program, an online program for high school students to learn user experience. So I taught cool. user experience design for two years um, to these students, 
and then I got recruited to work for UCSD, and then I taught you know the web development boot camp at USD as well yeah. while I was doing all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you know I've done a lot of other things along the way as well. But that's pretty much my professional career. And then now here I'm at yeah. Learn Academy, so yeah. I feel like I you know ran the whole course from being a you know self-taught <coughs> student of technology to you know, starting a business or running a business to, you know, working in an established business to then teaching what I know to being able to then, you know, help grow the new wave of talent in, in San Diego and beyond. Yeah, that's awesome. I I love what you said early on when you were talking about working for AT&T and doing sales for them. One of the things we talk about with our students often is like how to take those jobs that you had early on that they're like, there's no relevance to like oh, what I did then. Yeah. yeah, it's so exciting. I think that that is one of the themes that I've, I have really enjoyed in this podcast is when I interview students, uh, alumni, and talk to them about what were they doing before and like listening to them, like see the, the realization of like, oh, wait a second, all those things I did just prepared me for what I'm doing now. Absolutely. And I think that it's it's cool to kind of see that in your history yeah. also. I mean, you know, part of it too, one thing they mentioned, you know, I made, I made music, you know, I love to make music and yeah. I performed for a while as well. Um, and so performing got me in front of people, right? And being in front of people allows me now to do a lot of speaking engagement now as mm-hmm. well, being comfortable on stage, being comfortable with the mic in my hand, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, you wouldn't think about, you know, that, necessarily relating to coding or relating to that but when you're a developer you have to work with other teams you have to work with not only other developers but other departments you know you have to work with your stakeholders whenever you're building and you have to know how to present what you built or what you plan to build as well so just taking that little experience and being able to apply it to everything else you're doing and like you said, you know, with AT&T, with sales, right? You have yeah. to be able to overturn objections. You have to be able to fight for what you believe in. You have to be able to understand your product, you know, back and forth. You have to be able to, you know, there's all these little things uh, along the way that, you know, help you become the best person for where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, we, you know, our, our students that go through LEARN are usually making these big shifts in their life, right? Like that they're going from a very different industry into the tech industry. But I think remembering that part of it is so important that their experiences are only actually gonna make them better developers and better members of those teams. Absolutely. Because of the different perspective. Plus it helps you stand out when you're getting, when you're applying for jobs, right? There's so many developers that are entering the market at any given time. Yeah. And as an employer, right, it's not just about oh, you, you can develop a website, awesome, you're hired. It's about right. like, how do you fit in? Who are you? How are you gonna make other teams better? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's more than that. And being able to take your experiences from any past career or job or anything you've ever done, even if it's just, you know, your hobbies, like whatever, like all those things yeah. make you a unique snowflake, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and each one of those people, you know, you have no idea what they, what's going to be that transforming uh, moment in their career to help the, whatever company they're at jump to wherever they, right. you know, are going to end up being. So yeah. I always say, take whatever you've done, and put it, sprinkle it into your resume, mm-hmm. sprinkle it into your CV, talk about it when you're in interviews because all those things are very important. Yeah, and they help you stand out, and you just never know the. 
job search process is such a daunting and hard thing because if you think about it, you only need one yes in theory. Mm-hmm. Multiple ones are great for negotiating sure, and all that stuff. Sure. But but even in that case, like you're you're looking at a lot of no's. And yeah. so understanding that that no is not a personal thing, right. right? That like they're looking at all those different aspects, how you work with teams and and how you fit into the culture. So the more you can sprinkle in those things and get let them really get to know who you are and what you're bringing to the table, that it's not necessarily, especially in, I think in junior positions, right. that that it's not necessarily you know proving that you know certain languages or whatever. Like most people are at that level when they're applying for these junior roles. Right. It's all this other stuff that's what's going to get you through. Exactly, and you know when you think about what a junior is, right? Like that that's just in relation to maybe your numbers of years of experience in that particular position. You have so many other, you know, attributes and other years of experience doing other things that makes you a senior and other things that can help the company thrive. Right. And all the no's, right, it's it's they're all learning experiences as well. Like you are Mm -hmm. learning how to pitch yourself. You're learning what about your resume you need to change. You're ultimately, you know, being given an, uh, an opportunity or a blessing even to say, hey, this isn't the job for you, but yep. the job for you will appear, right. right? And you'll be prepared for it by going through the process. So as long as you're resilient, as long as you know that it's not personal, yeah. right? As long as you can have that initiative and drive to keep you know, uh, pushing, to, to keep go overcoming the challenges, you're gonna land where you're supposed to be. For sure, yeah. I think that, and that's the hardest, I think not taking it personally, at least for me, is one of the hardest parts of that right but like it is easy for me to go into an interview or go into any of those things and not be like oh well if I had done x y and z it would be different Mm -hmm. but there's so many things happening behind the scenes that you you can't make that assumption uh I I think about I I've talked in the past about my experience in the performing arts because that's where I was before I came here that the idea of like auditioning for shows and things like that like you go through so many no's Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with like whether you're a good actor or not and so I think that the job search is so similar to that absolutely you know when I was younger I used to model and act and stuff like that so you go on all these auditions first audition second audition third audition and you know you get to the third audition after spending you know weeks months even and they say no you know we're gonna pass right, right. that that could kill some people you know that the yeah. some people would just be decimated after hearing that after right. all hard work but then you know the next opportunity is right around the corner right if you get down on yourself if you you know start doubting yourself if you're like hey then maybe this isn't for me then you know you're never gonna know what else is out there for you right. so I always encourage students to say look you know as soon as you get a no find out how what you can learn from that situation, mm-hmm. right? Take that information, get back on the, on the, on the horse, and keep riding until that next opportunity shows itself because you'll be more prepared for it. Right. And so, yeah, the same same situation, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I also love hearing that you your musical talents, I guess. We've had so many, one, so many instructors that were our musicians also, yep. and then a lot of students also that yep. have that. Uh, it's so interesting to me just the like and it makes sense that the thought process of e- reading music and 
connecting with it and all that stuff is so similar to what you're doing when you're programming. Yeah. I can't read music. I play by ear. Yeah. Like I've always been like that. Same thing with coding, right? Like I, I will, I can read and understand things, but I just have to put it into practice and see what happens. And then, right. you know, if I fail, I remember one of my earliest memories is being like probably eight or nine. And I was trying to put together a program and I couldn't figure it out. And it took me like, four or five days and by the fifth day I got to work and I ran around the house saying, oh, I'm so smart. I can't believe I figured it out I'm the best. You know, and it was just such a, you know, a, an amazing feeling being yeah. able to just, and no one was home. No no one knew uh, if I tried to explain it to my dad or mom, they're like, right, well, whatever, great, right, right, right? right? But, you know, that feeling is probably one of the reasons why I became a developer was because you, overcome the challenge you win but then there's another challenge right right after it so it doesn't ever stop right and it's like that that dopamine effect right that you just sure. you, you get that that little dose real quick and you're on top of the world and then all of a sudden you hit another challenge and you're right back at the bottom again yeah so it's like these constant hills that you get to climb but the hills turn into mountains and these mountains turn into planets and right. you know you get better and better and uh and i feel like that's that's pretty much you know why you know, music is so important to me as well because you get to create things all the time, right? It doesn't sound right. Like, how do you make this be something that you actually are, are proud of? And uh, and yeah, you know, I love creating things and I love being able to share those things with the world, so. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more? I wanna hear a little more about your first uh, dip into teaching with the Inspire program, sure. is that what it's called? Yeah, the Educate Inspire, yeah. Um, well, so my, my father was a teacher for 20 years at UCS, USC. Yeah. Um, he taught television station management. So I always you know, used to go to class when I was younger. I was you know, amongst college students. I loved being there um, and just watching how, how teaching affected these students' lives. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to work for the Educate Inspire program, um, it was an opportunity for me to, one, learn as, more as well, right? Because I feel like that's the best way to to keep learning is to teach, right? You know, mm -hmm. you can think you know something, but until you can actually put it into words and have someone else, you know, take what you taught them and take it to the next level, yeah. that's kind of, you know, it's really rewarding. Um, so, you know, especially working with high school students, a lot of them kind of, you know, don't know themselves yet. They don't know where they want to go. They don't know why they're there in the program. So yes, you know, I'm teaching the skills on how to use, you know, Adobe XD and Sketch and, you know, wireframing and how this, you know, how you can work with developers and designers and all these different things. But then I'm also talking to them about, you know, like life, right? And like, you know, teaching them how to think and teaching them like, hey, you know, there's more out there. And, you know, yeah. I, 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 I love giving back in that regard. And so, you know, being a part of that program really helped me um, find my passion for, Helping others, because I always love helping others. That's you know, why I started doing development in the first place. But you know, being to help, help others help others. You know what I mean? So be able to create that new pool of talent that can change the world, right? Because you know, any one of them can build the next Facebook or the next Microsoft sure. or whatever. And I feel like you know, I, I might have had a little part in that. Yeah. So yeah. That's great. Uh, I think that one of the other, and, and this kind of goes along with that, the other things that we were really excited about bringing you onto the team was that we have always been such a community has been such a big part of learn 
and in lots of different ways, like whether it's just the community of each cohort and, and how they work together and how they support each other and are more successful when they support each other. Um, but then being a part of the learn community that is now growing and growing. And then even outside of that, that we in the very beginning wanted to make sure that the tech community, the startup community in San Diego was a part of what we were doing, that the the part of the mission for Learn was not just introducing new people into the industry, but also supporting what we had here and make sure they were getting the talent and the people and the skills that they needed in order for the companies to continue to grow. And so I think that you have done some really awesome things in the community um, with lots of different groups um, and that that same passion kind of was in line with what we've been doing for so long. Um, what was it when you first got, maybe when you came to San Diego, like how did you first get involved in the commu- community at large, sure. I guess? Yeah. Um, man, uh, so I know that when I was, I, so when I was working with Issue Fixers, um, I went to Startup Week and uh, the goal for Startup Week was to go and get new clients, right? Sure. Uh, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I was there, you know, I went to a lot of the different talks and because they were all spread out throughout San Diego, I got to, you know, see all the different communities, all the different little pockets within the downtown area. Um, and, you know, I, I met a lot of different people that were interested in so many different things. And uh, one of the people that I met was, uh, was Gary Hoffman. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Skip, yeah, amazing person. And, uh, you know, I ended up hiring him to work for Issue Fixers as a consultant for a little while. And one of the things he suggested was getting involved with Startup San Diego. And so I went to a volunteer rally one day and, you know, I told them my background. And so they put me on the, the marketing and communications team. <laughs> and uh, the the director of, of, the, of the team, um, Nicole Leandra, uh, she had to take a leave for a while she had to go you know she had to do some personal stuff and so she's like hey would you mind taking over for me so I was like uh, okay, okay sure you know I've got <laughs> I've got experience running teams and I know marketing and communications so sure I'd be happy to take yeah. over for you for a little bit um, and so you know for the next three or four months you know we create we ran convergence and we did you know put together a team and created kind of a culture um, and you know I was uh then tapped by Austin Newdecker, who you know is one of the founders of Startup San Diego, mm-hmm. um, to uh, be executive director of Startup Week that year, um, and so you know that was something I was just incredibly proud and humbled that you know they would believe in me to be able to you know take on such a you know a huge undertaking, right? Like you know Startup Week is, had been around at that point, I think for four or five years, yeah. um, and you know I, I I wanted to do it justice. I wanted to make everyone proud. Um, and so, you know, part of the thing about Startup San Diego is it has the largest uh, volunteer network, I think, in San Diego, if not, you know, in Southern California, even like, um, and so everyone is volunteers. A lot of, you know, uh, people are are coming here, they're moving here, and they're trying to, you know, get involved in the community and learn about the community. And so, you know, being able to, um, one, create an environment that they could thrive in, two, be able to uh, put them in positions that could help 
you know, accomplish the goals and the task of the team, um, but then also mentoring them to be able to create the things that we actually need to create to make sure that these events went out without a hitch um, was really rewarding. Uh, and I think one of the biggest, I guess, challenges was creating a culture that could keep the volunteers engaged and to keep them coming back, you know, week after week, right? Because they're volunteers, right? They don't have to be there. They don't have to spend all their time doing all these different things. Right, right. So, you know, we, you know, made sure that we, I, I used my network to get, you know, tickets to Padres games. We'd, you know, rent a boat for the weekend. We would, you know, go on hikes and just do things outside of, yeah. of, the, of the classroom, so to speak. Um, and uh, I think that was really beneficial and then, uh, so I, I, I just fell in love with the with the, the organization, right? I tried to do as much as I could to help make sure that the people were growing inside, that we were accomplishing the goals of the that, that need to happen, and that we were, you know, putting on the best conversions and startup week possible. Um, and so, you know, I had a really great time doing that. And then, uh, you know, from there, from Startup San Diego, um, I did some work with startup with a San Diego JavaScript group. Um, a couple other meetup groups, you know, started a North County meetup group. It was called uh, NICE, I think the uh, Northern Intercoastal Entrepreneur Group, I think is what we <laughs> called it. Um, and so, nice. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it was just really about, you know, bringing people in these different communities together and, uh, you know, helping foster, you know, a, a culture of, of entrepreneurship um, and be able to help San Diego grow. You know, I feel like San Diego is such an amazing place. All the people here are just really nice, really outgoing. You know, everyone's been so welcoming of myself being here, and I just wanted to give back and help, you know, create uh, or help continue to create a, a you know, better San Diego for everybody. And so after, you know, the different meetup groups, um, you know, about, was it last year, I guess now? Yeah, right, last, last October, or a, week, a year from October, so it's been a while. Um, <laughs> you know, I was asked to uh, join the board of directors at the San Diego Black Chamber of Commerce. Um, so I've been doing that for the past year and a half now almost. Uh, and then also um, just trying to do a lot of speaking engagements. You know, I speak at Startup Week every year as well. I'm a, I'm a mentor at the uh, Connect All program. I'm a mentor at uh, San Diego Startup Weekend. Um, uh, I you know just try to give back as much as possible because I feel like if I can help create new talent and help, you know, get people to where they want to be, then San Diego's going to get to where it needs to be as well, right? I think it's, what's the saying, like a rising tide raises all ships or something yep. like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, you know, love being part of the community and I love helping the community in every way possible. Yeah, for sure. What would you say for, like, for students getting just started into getting into community work or working with these different organizations or even just going to the events right. like what where would you put their focus and well first off i mean i tell them get off the couch right like you know there's so many hours in a day and there's so many days in in a year right sure. um, so you know, i'd encourage everyone to to find their passion first and foremost right and the only way to find your passion is by going out there and doing it and there's so many different meetups and so many different organizations and so many different just groups of people that are looking to connect, right? Everyone's looking to connect. You know, right now with the social media, you know, like explosion, we don't really have ways of connecting, right? It's it's kind of like you know, more voyeuristic than anything. You get to like stay in touch with people just by watching their lives from from sure, a window. Sure. You know, and so <laughs> like chatting over Slack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not it's 
not really connecting. So, you know, um, I, would, I would tell students, like, you know, get off the couch, go to one meetup, find your, your people, right? If yeah. you don't like that meetup, that's fine. There's another one tomorrow. There's probably six, eight to 12 events per day in San Diego. Yeah. Like it's, it's wild being able to choose yeah. what to do tonight, right? And there's always something going on. Um, and so, you know, I would start there, go to the event. Um, and once you go to the event, talk to the organizers, right? The organizers are there to, to talk, right? That's why they're putting on these events. Like, don't be scared. Like, if you don't know what you're doing there, that's fine. Like, tell them, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm here. <laughs> like, what's up? Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, start a conversation. You know, the only way to get better at communicating is practice. Um, so, you know, start a conversation with someone. Break out of your, of your comfort zone, right? You know, uh, I, I tell people, don't ever be comfortable. Like, if, you, if you're comfortable, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people get stuck in their ways and then they get passed by. So I tell them, break out of your comfort zone. Talk to the person next to you. If you're sitting in a room, you know, find someone that, you know, uh, is smarter than you. Find someone that knows something that you don't and befriend them or just, you know, get their information somehow. Sure. And then from there, you know, uh, figure out how you can contribute, whether it's just being a body and setting up chairs in a room and, you know, bringing the pizzas upstairs or whatever, right? Start somewhere. And then from there, you know, you'll, you'll find how you can make a bigger contribution. Um, and if you want to make the time, or if you, a lot of people say, I don't have the time. And, you know, I, I so I'm Jewish. I had a, a, a uh, um, my, my rabbi always, I was, I never did the homework, right? And he's like, I'm like, I don't have the time. I'm playing basketball. I'm making websites. He's like, Harrison, <laughs> you know, you're never going to have the time until you make the time. And so, I always tell, tell students that and people I know as well, you got to make the time if you want to do something meaningful, yeah. right? So making the time to go to these events, making the time to participate, making the time to communicate, making the time to, you know, do something bigger than what you think you can do, right? Because when you fail, that's a learning experience. That's just a step towards success. And so that's my, that'd be my advice to getting involved in these communities is just to get out there and start. Yeah. There's, a, I think, in addition to that, making the time, but also making it a priority. Absolutely. Like acknowledging that this is something that I'm, you know, going to put this over whatever else you would be doing that night. Absolutely. You know, that like, I get that you're, you're doing homework or you're, you know, have dinner with your parents or like whatever it is that you have decided that tonight I'm making this the priority. Right. And, but that also starts with being honest with yourself as well, right? You have to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. You have to, you know, come to terms with that and say, Hey, I want to be better right. or Hey, I want to make this better. Or, hey, I want to, I want this, yeah. right? You don't just have to figure out how you're going to get there, right? The universe will figure out how to get you there. Right, right. You just got to be able to set a goal and start marching. Yeah. Yeah. I think that finding the right, finding your people, I love the way you said that. Um, as somebody who is an introvert and is not a fan of like <laughs> the big meetups or things like that, uh, they're great and very welcoming. But those of us that are introverts get very overwhelmed in, in those environments. And so... But those aren't the only ones out there, right? Like, I know that it, it took me a while of, like, going to all these different events to, like, find the groups that I was like, 
okay, these are my people. Right. I can I can hang out with them. Like I can sit quietly and not say anything, and no one's gonna judge me. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and that's that's you know that's the way to do it, right? Because I'm I'm also an introvert. I don't know if you could tell. I am an extroverted introvert, yep. right? I love being by myself. I love creating things at home. I love, you know, but I also need to be around people sometimes, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, when you work for yourself, you're at home all day and you just, you, you need to, you, you get jittery, you get antsy, yeah. right? And so, you know, once you go out and you're around people, you're like, okay, wait, why did I do this? Why am I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know you, you, you fill the urge, but then you, your cup starts overflowing, right? Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I, and you're absolutely right. You know, the more you get out there, the more different things that you try doing, you're going to find your place. When you learn more about yourself, because yeah. I, I am similar that like I am usually somebody who likes to be solitary and do that. But I also I need to be around people. But for me, it's small groups of people, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not big groups of people. Like I have little circles that I'm like, OK, I'm going to put myself in with these like groups of people that have you know, deep, meaningful conversations or whatever. And then I'm going to go home and be in my pajamas and not talk to anyone for a while. (laughs) See, being tall, I get to be in my own group and I'm around a lot of of people. Like all people are talking down here. I can just put my head up real quick and I don't hear anything. I'm in my own world. (laughs) I don't look at anyone. There's no one obstructing my views, you know, so it's it's nice. I get to kind of just be there, but not be there at the That's same time. That's a superpower. It is. It is one of my man, superpowers. Yeah. I wish I had that. <laughs> I just need stilts. Oh man. Uh, that's great. So, uh, so what in the community, are there things that you're working on now that you want to talk, talk about? Oh, I mean, well, right now I'm focused on learn, right? I'm focused on, on helping learn sure. grow, right? <laughs> I, I'm just getting my feet wet, like you mentioned. Um, you know, I, I tend to take on a lot of projects and try to do a lot of different things, as you probably could tell by now. Um, so one thing I'm working on is focusing more, because um, you can't give 100% to everything. Nope. And so you know, right now my main goal is to utilize my network that I've built over time and be able to figure out how to make the connections to Learn Academy and being able to help the students uh, get even more than they're already getting being able to help the staff, being able to help the, the organization on a whole uh, get to whatever next level that I can help it get to. Um, so when it comes to you know being a part of the community, you know I'm I'm still very much involved with the San Diego Black Chamber of Commerce. You know I'm still doing some work with with Startup San Diego. Um, I'm helping you know do the mentorship program through the Connect All program. You know I'm on my second cohort there. Um, you know I'm I'm working with individuals building their own apps you know i'm anybody that wants help i say you know just grab a time on my calendar i think calendly is the best thing ever right it just is. grab a time on my calendar and you know i'll make 15 to 30 minutes and we can talk and you know I'll hopefully i'll leave you with a little nugget that might be able to help you yeah um and maybe they might go and start a group and you know start a community and start an organization and help san diego in some other ways so you know um i i, I love helping people um right now i'm focused on focusing my time a little bit better so I can yeah. be more of a laser than a spray can. Oh, that's a good analogy. Uh, I like that. Um, y- you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, this is kind of a diversion, but about burnout mm. and uh, how to avoid it and navigate it when it's there. And I would imagine 
listening to you that that's something that you've either experienced or or, or have been at least around I've in been your around career. It. I've been around it, yep. Um, but the cool thing about burnout is that you can overcome it by creating. I feel like anytime that you have any kind of negative emotion that goes through you at any given time, yeah. you just go create something, right? Whether you go draw or paint or make music or make an app or, you know, create connection, something like creating will yeah. help everything. I, th- I love that. I didn't really, I mean, I, art's been a, always been a part of my life uh, and I never really thought about that being a way through burnout, I guess. Right, because uh, you would think it's kind of like opposite, right? Like burnout, you want to take a break and you want to like not do right, stuff, right? right. Yeah. But, but the way that art like kind of expands, it allows you to think in a way that is not like structured. It's not like you have to do A to Z, like, you know, that it allows you to, it opens you up in a way that I think burnout in theory or as, is actually like pulling you in tight and keeping you constrained mm-hmm. where art in general can let you breathe freeing yeah Yeah, lets you breathe i love that i'm gonna keep and you know that a big part of my life but and that's my mom when i was growing up you know because we did basketball and because we did the modeling thing and we were always on the move she always had a pen and paper in her purse so whenever i started getting you upset or frustrated she'd be like here you know draw something i'm gonna steal that with my toddler and (laughs) give her right (laughs) waterproof things yeah oh yeah because I've come home to things on the wall. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's waterproof, everything's okay. Right. <laughs> um, cool. So, I mean, you've talked a little bit about this, but um, tell me a little bit more about your, I mean, you've now you've been with us for a few weeks and you're learning a little bit about us mm-hmm. and, you know, what your thoughts are on where you see learn can go in the future and, and things like that. Wow. Well, I won't yeah. hold you to any okay, of this, please I don't. promise. <laughs> yeah, really, no pressure. Um, you know, I think that one of the most important things I think that Learn is currently doing really well is how community-driven it is and how it sets up students academically and also uh, from a career standpoint, too. Um, I, I think that you know, the evolution or the next level of learn is you know, being more permeated into the community, right? Like all the different businesses that are hiring developers and hiring talent, right? Right now they're going through recruiters, they're going through you know LinkedIn and Indeed and all these different you know very low touch kind of places, right? Yeah. And I think that you know they're getting talent, but the talent not, might not necessarily be the best culture fit. Right, and so I think one of the one of the, the initiatives I love to be you know be a part of is you know seeing learn more ingrained in the community, right? Like you know working with the EDC, working with all the different you know organizations like the Downtown Partnership and the you know the Collaboratory for Innovation, um, working with the different universities as well because we all teach different things. There's so many for different sure. languages and you know opportunities that are out there. Um, you know, being able to uh, create a, a, a community-driven program that really takes the community to the next level, 
right? Because right now we're taking our students to the next level and the students are going to work with these different organizations and mm-hmm. organizations have to, you know, help train the students while they're there mm-hmm. and the students can get jobs, work there, and then, you know, and then they go and spread their wings and fly away, yeah. right? <laughs> but then I want to see those organizations give back to learn as well, right? Help fund the next next round, provide more scholarships for like inner city youth to be yep. to get involved, right? I know like that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about is, you know, uh, getting, you know, minorities um, opportunities to become developers as well, right? Uh, you know, not just, you know, race, but, you know, gender as well and, you know, uh, mental health and, you know, all these different, you know, types of people that might not necessarily have the opportunities that we all are, you know, blessed to have to be able to be in this position because, you know, you need a computer, you need to have time, you need to have, you know, uh, extra money to pay for rent while you're going through these different, you know, this different uh, boot camps. Right. Um, You know, they need support, right? And all these different businesses that we're supporting should be supporting us back, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's really important. Um, And then on top of that, you know, I'd love to be able to, expand the classes, have more classes, right? You know, going on use simultaneously, um, have, you know, bigger locations so we can support all of our students and yeah. have bigger staff, but also help the staff. So a lot of our students that I've noticed want to come back and work with Learn. They do. <laughs> they don't really ever want to leave. Right, which is amazing, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, you would think like, oh, especially like going through a CS program in school, you're like, I'm done, I'm out of here. Like, I, 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 right. I'm, I'm going to go... <laughs> away but here they want to stay stick around and I think that's so important because of the culture that you guys have created here and I think that that's like the most important thing because then you can see the transformation happening and you can help people actualize their actual their their goals right like I come in I you know used to work for you know a the gap or whatever right and i want to change careers and i'm gonna learn how to code never coded in my life i know how google works but i don't even know how to (laughs) write a good google's question right and so i go through learn i come out and i'm you know immediately given an internship great i'm gonna work at this internship but i also want to go teach what i know now because i've learned this stuff and the only way to really cement what i've learned is be able to go and teach it so starting through our jumpstart program starting to teach you know, the basics to the new wave of talent. And then moving in from there and then going to teach through the full-time program. And then, you know, uh, starting as, you know, a junior instructor, mid-level instructor, you know, lead instructor, you know, and then be able to go and start maybe another learn somewhere in another county or something somewhere, right? And so, you know, being able to uh, create a a career trajectory for the students that come in as well, I think is something that I'd love to to you know help introduce. It's already there. Uh, I just love to help you know make it even better, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so you know, those are just a couple things that I can think of just off the top of my head. But I know that there's so much more that's going to come up. You know, hopefully after the fourth week, you know, we'll talk. Right, we'll talk right, right. We'll week, do you know, this again. Right? <laughs> um, in you know, six months, yeah, let me right. know. I'll tell you. you we'll know. start a Trello board and you can Perfect. put all these in there. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I firmly believe in the in the mission. I firmly believe that, you know, Learn has a lot to offer the community, and I want to make sure that the community supports our mission back. That's great. That's great. I And I do think that that, I mean, we know because 
we actually went through a hiring process and listened to all these things and was like, oh, this is a great fit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like uh, that is it is so in line with where like we want to go and where we want to put our energies and efforts that a lot of the work we've been doing recently in the last year in trying to find the right program to help continue to support students after they've graduated that yeah they a lot of students want to come back and and work with us and teach with us and do all those things but i think that i want to be able to take that experience and put it in other places right like can i help a company create that same environment that's learning and teaching and growing and take it there and so that because I got to be honest, even if we continue to grow, I can only hire so many instructors, <laughs> right. right? And so right. That, that becomes a like limited thing. Mm-hmm. But if we can take this culture that we've created, this, this, the curriculum, the design of learning and teaching and how that helps you continue to grow as a developer and give that to companies and say, here, let us help you do that internally. So that so that's huge because right now what do companies do? They send you to a conference for three days, right? Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. If there can be you know, a internal develop like uh, career development right. program at these companies for developers, because developers you know they'll work on an app for you know six months, a year, yeah, two years, however long, right? And that's it, right? right. They don't necessarily uh, well they're cha- getting challenged because they have different requirements that sure. are coming in, but you know, they might not, they are probably teaching themselves at that point how to overcome those requirements. Yep. So being have, able to have an internal program where, you know, seniors can teach the, the juniors, where you can have, you know, additional talent from outside the companies come in and be able to educate, you know, a couple of days or however long. Yeah. Absolutely, I can see that being incredibly valuable. Yeah, and I think that the, what's exciting is I do think it's happening. I just don't think it's as intentional as companies want it to be sure. or, or even maybe see that it should be. You know, understanding that teaching is such, and and you've said this through this whole interview, that like teaching is one of the best ways to solidify skills, to continue to grow, that you're, you know, when we talk about the idea of, of pair programming in our classroom, the reason why we do it is because you are you're talking about your code, you're you're writing your code, you're listening to code, you're like doing all of those things and teaching is similar in that yeah. way. And so the more we can do that, the more I think people level up faster. Absolutely. And that that solves a lot of pipeline problems in companies and and things like that. Yeah, 100% agree. I think that there's some, yeah, there's some exciting programming out there that, you know, we've been working on and I think we'll um, push forward pretty quickly. But, uh, and that we're excited to have you kind of as a part of that. so tell me a little bit about like you, you know you've spent some time in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are like what are your, some of your favorite moments so far? So far, wow, um, definitely like coming in the morning and hearing the the questions everyone's going to answer. So we come in the mornings, um, everyone circles up, and then there's a prompt right, and everyone goes around in a circle answering the prompt and just hearing what different people's answers are and different people's backgrounds and you know, kind of setting the mood for the day, right? I think that's really cool because it's not so much like coming to work and be like, all right, what, are we, what, what issues are there going on now? Yeah. Like it's it's about like, you know, creating a fun, fun space, yeah. right? So I think that's really cool. Um, definitely, you know, getting a chance to be around Matt and Sarah a lot, that's been really fun, you know, having been able to collaborate with them on the curriculum um, and be able to, you know, understand, you know, how 
things have been put together up to this point. Um, being able to, sh you know, work with students because, you know, we've got students that are, you know, really high up, you know, understand things, you know, 100%. And we've got students that, you know, struggle a little bit as well. Sure. So being able to work with both of those kinds of students has been really rewarding as well. Um, you know, definitely being able to sit with them and, you know, understand where their problems in understanding the, the lectures, understanding the notes are, and then being able to kind of adapt to their learning uh, style and then be able to kind of communicate and kind of help drill in a little bit more so that they, you can see when they have that aha moment, yeah. right? I think that's that's probably one of the coolest things I've, I've experienced being here so far is helping students realize that aha moment. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, being able to um, see how Matt lectures, see how Sarah lectures, see how I lecture and comparing the three because we all have different styles. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's really cool too because, you know, we get perspective as well on top of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and just the fact that the classroom is, is such like a, it's, it's like a, it's a very energetic slash just, uh, you know, it, it facilitates a lot of growth, right? It's a great place. It, you, you feel like you, you're there to learn. Like you, you want to be there. It's not so much like a classroom. It's a, it's a, it's a work environment, right? And it's comfortable. Like we've got couches in there. We've got snacks <laughs> and we've got, you know, downtown is already energetic by itself, right? right. So it's just like this perfect mix of like creativity and inspiration and just, you know, you want to just get your hands dirty and you want to help people get to that next level. So I think just in the past three weeks, you know, I've felt just at home, really, more than anything. I think that's been really cool. Cool. Well, that makes me feel good because that's what we want. Good. Especially for, you know, our team and stuff to feel uh, like they're a part of, you know, part of the group and that we're doing something. <laughs> Whatever it is. Definitely doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So uh, we're about to go into your first like full class. Yeah. You came in, we were halfway-ish through a, a class, almost actually exactly halfway. Right. Um, and so we're about to start. Uh, do you have like thoughts or fears or yes. anything? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, You'll be just as afraid as the students coming in. Sure. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm really excited to, to go through the entire curriculum that I've learned so far, right. And be able to then teach it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I feel comfortable with the, with, with the, the content, of course, I don't feel so comfortable with, uh, with new people looking at me for everything, right? It's like having babies, but you have, sure. you have 20 babies in a room. You're like, okay, dad, like, you know, <laughs> tell me how life works, um, which is exciting, right? I'm very excited to do it, yeah. but you know, it's always, you never know what you're going to get. You never know who's sure. going to be in that, in the classroom or where they come from or what they're going through, right? Everyone's got their own yeah. personal things that they deal with, uh, you know, day to day. Um, but I, I thrive on challenges. Like I'm so excited by the unknown, right? That's, that's, you know, I, that, I love adventures. That's why I started Issue Fixers because every day is an adventure, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, definitely looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, uh, tweaking the curriculum a little bit and seeing how the new things work, um, and you know, getting feedback as well uh, from the students as we go and seeing how these things, you know, help grow students even faster. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited uh, for you know 
potential new uh, you know uh, junior instructors coming in as well yeah. right and seeing how how we all work together um, you know I'm I'm nervous that you know uh, that that Matt is gonna you know fly away for a little while he's not gonna be <laughs> as you know in the classroom as often so if I have questions I'm gonna have to hop on slack instead of just being like yo what's going on like yeah. um, but you know again I'm sure you know he's helped everything along I'm, I'm sure would be fine um, and I know that he's going to be available to us as well so that's that's you know very uh, comforting um, and I know that you know th all the work that Sarah's put in up to this point as well like she has helped me understand the kind of how things are supposed to go in terms of like you know uh, the timing of things and you know how why we're doing things in the, the certain way we're doing them um, and the fact that you know she's moving into a more mid-level role as well is really exciting to see how she thrives in that in that new position. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for in terms of the alpha class, like alphas, if you're if you're listening out there, just come to learn and uh, <laughs> come with a positive attitude and you know get ready to you know have your life changed, right? Um, I'll do my best and I I will make sure that. Uh, I get you guys set up for success and we've got a great team behind us as well. So it's not just me, you know, it's like eight or 10 of us that are going <laughs> to make sure she has everything you need. So, you know, come with the, uh, with the eyes wide open, bushy tails, I guess. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to say the least. Yeah. yeah. I think all of us, you know, we, I, I, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how many first days I've, I've now had, but with students, but before all of it, there is this like, what's this class going to be like right. cuz they are all so different yeah. and they and and it's exciting cuz it's like they learn in different ways and they work together in different ways and so you have this we have this base curriculum that we use which is great but it like shifts and changes depending right. on who's there and so you, it's never it's never boring that's for <laughs> sure uh, but there's this like nervousness and excitement even on our side that we've done it, you know, a few times now. And uh, it just is, you just never know. You never know what, not necessarily, we know who's walking through the door, but you don't know how they're all gonna like work together. Right. And I think that that's what's always been kind of exciting for me is, is like figuring out how each of these individuals are gonna kind of work as this cohort together. Yeah, yeah, and that's really, that's the, I think one of the most exciting parts, right, is like, you have all these individuals, but then you have this kind of like individual class, right? right? This <laughs> right. unit, right? And you, you, you have to be, and that's one of the things about being a teacher or instructor or any kind of leader is being able to adapt your styles and being able yep. to, you know, roll with any punches and being able to, you know, address individuals within the unit and make sure that, you know, you're, because I'm, I'm from believer that, uh, you know, a, a chain is only as strong as its weak, weakest link, mm -hmm. right? So making sure that the, you know, if there are any weak links that those weak links get, you know, addressed quickly and, you know, can get strengthened as much as possible and have whatever support and yeah. they need to be, you know, the strongest link. Yeah. Right. I think our most successful cohorts are the ones that spend time lifting each other up. Yeah. That it's not a singular thing, that it's something that like this group is gonna work together to make sure everyone is successful and that those are the ones that like thrive. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we do our best to kind of set that up from the beginning. That like, yes, you as an individual are coming in to go through this process, but you're doing it 
with this other team of people that they're going to help you. You're going to help them and everyone's going to like rise up together. Right. And it's so much better because I mean, you know, that way you don't spend so much time having to reach down. Right. I want everyone to reach up, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're all, if the entire unit is lifting each other up, then we're going to level up so much faster together. Yeah. Right. We won't stay here on this level. We're going to be here at this next level altogether a lot quicker and we can you know, access even cooler things that might not even be in the curriculum because you know we just click like that yep. right so eager to see how that works and how fast that can happen yeah right um not going to rush anybody not going to force force anything just gonna you know support and make sure that you know whatever the the team and the group needs that i'll be there to get them to where we gotta go yeah yeah that's exciting well, thank you for hanging out with me. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and I was I was happy to learn more about you and uh, your history and things like that. Um, and again, welcome to the team. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, is, uh, is there a place where people can find you if they have questions? Uh, you can find me in the club. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you have a question, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Harrison Shane. Shane spelled S-C-H-A-E-N. Um, you can find me on GitHub, H-Shane. You can find me uh, on Instagram, Harrison Shane. You can find me at Learn Academy. I'm here 9 to 5 or <laughs> probably longer most days. Um, you can find me at Startup Week, uh, you know, come in May. You can find me all over the place. I'm the tall guy. You know, you can't miss me in a room. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again uh, for listening. If you have any questions or want to learn more about Learn Academy, you can go to learnacademy.org or check us out on all of the social channels, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those places. Uh, Thanks again for listening.